want to thank everyone for tuning in to an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. And thank you for continuing to share the show with your friends and, you know, co-workers, wherever you happen to know and enjoy podcasts. Um, while you're sharing it, if you could give us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Podbean, where our show originates from, anywhere that you can give us a five-star rating would be appreciated. It helps us climb up the metrics and be able to bring more content to you. And if you've always wondered, hey, what do they look like while recording the show? Well, for almost a year now, we have been streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash geek in the city you can interact with uh, fellow listeners you can interact with us you know what we just have a great time every week hanging out and being you know just the nerds that we are we all have a lot of fun we would love you to join us twitch.com forward slash geek in the city as always the podcast will always be free and let's get it started right now with my equipment narrator she was not done dicking around right why hello and welcome to issue 698 of geek in the city on radio i am one of your hosts aaron duran i am one of your other hosts Rita. and i am your other other host cable washtani hey everybody hi what's up i think we're all in our fields <laughs> yeah and my brain is going to be useless all week because i started my new job today Yay! cool job uh, but it's like a two-week onboarding. Um, that's, it's not that's hard information. Realistic, by the way, uh, yeah. people always are like four days. No. Yeah, I mean, I can say I'm with Travel Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, Yay! Yeah, which is cool. So a big chunk of this first two weeks of onboarding is I get to go on all the tours. That's fantastic. There is. <laughs> I know I have said this to you in private. I I want to say it publicly to our listeners. Um, I can think of no better ambassador to have on board <laughs> at Travel Portland than you. Mm. Uh, you are not a native Thanks. Portlander. None of us in this room are native Portlanders. Um, I think I'm the only native Oregonian. Yes. But your knowledge and history of uh, about the history and, and inner workings and the weird stuff in this town. <laughs> right. Like you've worked at the city. You've done ghost tours. You, you've. Your now, work with celestial, yeah, yeah. Your work with celestial radio and working with Clive. I like that you called it celestial radio, which made it sound way more terrestrial. Awesome. Yeah, terrestrial radio. This is more celestial radio. I think. Oh, what a what a yeah, we we are biblically accurate angels. Uh, on the eyes, um, but you are uniquely. Um, suited and qualified to be working for Travel Portland because you are already a wonderful ambassador for this city. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. I will definitely be the one they will contact during weird stuff. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, during my first day today, um, we walked towards the Pine State Market Mm -hmm. and someone else who was hired... uh, they actually used to do like official ghost tours, I think through old town pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were pointing out past one of the original firehouses or the original Portland's original police station mm-hmm. on first about, you know, like a, a, like a grisly death that happened here. Nice. And I was like, Oh, that actually happened when and blah, 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 I run something off. And then we walked past the original fire station and she's like, Oh, we told a story about this too, because the chief of police with well, the first fire chief, I'm sorry. 
he passed away saving all these people. And I said, oh, yeah, no, no. They did an entire song about him and Dearly Departed. I think he's track five. I could even show you where he's buried at Lone Fur. <laughs> and my boss is like, well, yep, come autumn. Uh, Aaron's in charge of all the spooky tours. Yeah. <laughs> he already said he's like I'm gonna. He's already said he says I think I'm gonna organize a travel Portland tour of Lone Fur, and he's like, and you're gonna lead it. Yeah, but, not, like, but not for like the public, so that the people who work there know what it's about. Oh, like a train the trainer kind so of. So travel oh, travel yeah. Portland doesn't, uh, to my knowledge, doesn't run tours themselves. They facilitate everyone who kind of shows up in the city about like, what do I want to do now? Mm-hmm. Uh, they also handle a lot of media when like, you know, whatever the New York times wants to do a, you know, an opinion piece. Mm-hmm. You know, why is Portland such a crap hole? <laughs> Travel board's like, well, yeah, situation. that's not true. I mean, <laughs> um, a lot of stuff like that, you know, or they set up, like out of town dignitaries that maybe don't have a contact, like travel right. Portland will facilitate those visits and stuff mm. like that. So you still need to know like a lot of stuff, you know. Mm. So it's still pretty cool. But to my knowledge, we do not do tours proper. Right. Uh, they work closely with the convention centers. Yes, that makes to help to help organize stuff because that's how you get people to come to the city. Is there are things that happen in the city. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. I'm already eyeing the international department. Oh, good. What happens over there? Same thing, but it's for international clients, which also means they, on average, four to five times a year, go to places in Europe and Asia and South America. Oh, no. To swap, like, tourism things. I mean, that would, I I would assume that's part of our sister city program. I don't know. Like, first day. Probably. Sure. Um. Don't don't threaten. As the layman, I I would I would assume it's the it's it's linked to the sister city program. I don't know what that meant. Don't threaten me with a good. Yeah, in relation to. That's honestly that's not what I meant to say. (laughs) It was was going for more of a you know like oh no not the bramble patch situation but Mm. oh right oh no don't send me all over the world yes I I I would hate that I got it. one of my new coworkers, I can't remember her name because I it's, can't remember. The, the, it's the first day. As I'm setting in, because I'm gonna I'm gonna be working at the down at the office when they open it up in late June, mm-hmm. and it's on like 12th and Harvey Milk. So like I'm right by like McMinniman's uh, Annex, kind of in that area there. Mm, okay, uh, across the street from when the Roxy once was. Yep, <clears throat> that's literally. <clears throat> in fact. Uh, my boss, like we were talking about like the dress code a little bit. And I said, I read you can wear like non-corporate affiliated, like Portland shirts. Mm-hmm. You don't have to always wear a button up and nothing fancy or like what I'm wearing now. I was like, if I just have like a shirt, you know, maybe it's made by a local company, but it just has like the stag and it says Oregon. He's like, that's fine. And I was like, probably can't wear my Roxy Portland fucking Oregon shirt. He's like, I wish you could. Man, you <laughs> that one or my uh, the other one I told him about. He's like, I wish you could. Was the uh, nice condo? I used to get drunk here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah, but no, it's it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be good. It's just I haven't punched a traditional time clock in almost twelve years, so it's a little weird. 
cramming a bunch of stuff in. Sure. But, yeah. Um, it takes getting used to, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I actually, I ran into uh, Ida at Pine State. Oh, nice. Oh. She was eating outside as I walked past. I was like, hello. Yeah, today. Nice. I went to Teote and Teote. Had, a, had a burrito that took way too long for them to make. Yeah, that, that tracks. <laughs> um, I, I will say to our listeners, uh, standard uh, in real life rules apply. If you suddenly show up where Aaron is working, identify yourself. Yes. Say hello. And please let us know that, yes, you are a listener. Mm-hmm. Don't be uh, I, I, weird. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate everyone who's ever come into Guardian and went, hey, you're, you're cable. I listen to the show. Thanks. Yep. It's fantastic. I love it when people do that. Yeah. But yeah, um, one of my people that I'm at, I have a downtown office too that I'll go to maybe 10% of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're cubicles, but they're, they're really nice. Like I posted my view from that area mm-hmm. and it's the 11th floor and I just <gasps> overlook the city. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I don't have a river view. That's for the big, big wigs. Mm. But it's still pretty sweet. Um, like, I've never had a job that was like, you had coffee 24-7 or spark. I feel like this was a taste of what the dot-com era was like. Mm. Like, I have access to the gym 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I know, like, after work... I want to go for like a jog or something on the waterfront. And then I was like, but I'm going to meet friends for dinner at seven. I just leave all my dress clothes at work, even though the building's closed. I can mm-hmm. get it anytime. And I can use the shower facilities in the gym, in the building, and then just get dressed and then leave. Do a quick workout, come back, wash up, change, go, go socialize. Yeah, uh, you've got like a, you've got a city job. It's a city job. Oh, like I'm I get, actually jealous I'm now. getting a full TriMet pass. Bike Town Pass. Yep. Ooh. Um, yeah, they do a bunch of stuff. For your, your first hire month, you're given your free pass to like go to almost any event. So any museum, OMSI, with this card for mm-hmm. this date, you go to them for free. And then on your birthday month, they give you another one. Oh, nice. Uh, you always get your birthday off. Cool. Unless they physically can't have you. you like, we, we have no one kind of thing sure but did you also tell them that you don't work on halloween i told that to them as a joke (laughs) uh i was talking to one of my coworkers uh that i'll be working directly with um like i hit it off with everyone but like during my second interview i kind of clicked with her really well today in the all hands meeting or no um at lunch our whole team went out to lunch Mm -hmm. and i'm glancing over and i see her inside arm tattoo it's the Enterprise. Oh, and I was like, "That's a cool tattoo." And she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm kind of a, you know, kind of a Trekkie." And I went, "You don't have to be shy around me." And she's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> how how did she not notice yours? Well, because if you're not staring at it, and you know this arm has been exposed to the elements for long enough now, sure, that it's starting to fade a little bit. I got to find a way to brighten it up. And then most people don't think about the, the captain's brains. ribbons. They okay. just don't think about it. I, I think that's because there are a lot of people that are the next gen. Oh, it was TOS yeah. Enterprise. Oh. Oh, okay. yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah, it was TOS. Um, yeah. So I, it was her that I was chatting with on the way back. I mentioned, like, I do all the spooky stuff. And 
you know, I joked about how, like, I had an interview once that one of the ways I lock in the job is when, and it was actually our friend Prime. Mm. When he interviewed me for Sam Goody, he was like, all right, uh, looks really good. Do you have anything else you want to tell me before I wrap up the interview? I was like, yes, don't work on Halloween. It's a religious holiday. <laughs> he since told me, he's like, that's what locked you in. He's mm-hmm. like, I already wanted you, but now I knew I was going to hire you no matter what my boss said. We were hiring you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's good. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you. I think you're going to enjoy it. After I will. After you get past the, oh, God, I have to go to work every day thing. I don't I don't mind that part. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a whole other thing. Now. It's It's that it's a transition, and it's not like I was doing nothing before, tacking on a 40-hour-a-week job. Right. Um. That's, I just I just happen to be a creative person in America. Uh-huh. Doesn't pay. We don't allow that. No, it mm-hmm. pays about a hundred people. Yep. If you add them all up, that's Fuck it. Fuck the arts. Yeah. Yeah, I have to remember um, this really sobering statistic I was given one time by an editor who reminded me that there are more professional football players mm-hmm. in the country than comic book creators who do not require a second or third job who work solely off their comic creations. That's their income. That's gross. Yeah, no, because the NFL is the hardest league to get into out of all the major sports leagues. Okay. Yep. Easier to work in the NFL, to break into the NFL, than it is to even have the most humble of livings as a comic book creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Hey, there it is. Also, Sorry, I didn't mean it sound negative. Also, this happened. Bean's got new hair. Yeah, uh, I don't know how well it reads in uh, in this lighting, but I just, it's I just went all black and I trimmed it down, and I've got this cool silver chunk, so I can finally live out my best Polgara lives and only some Polgara. Only David Eddings fans will know what I'm talking about. Ah. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, she's I just, correct I just because said. I don't know what she's talking. About. <laughs> um, also, this week, aside from being my birthday uh, on the weekend, um, what is today? The sixth. So in two days, it is my nine-year Portland anniversary. Yay! That's what a Thursday. Yes. We should drink a lot of wine. Stay up till four a.m. As was our want when you first came to Portland. <laughs> that sounds like a we also terrible idea. Neither of us had regular jobs at the time. That's true. I didn't start a job until I'd been here for a month. So, yeah, yeah that's why that first month was such a party. Yeah. Cool. So you got a new job. You got new hair. Mm-hmm. All new bean. Fantastic. It's an all new bean. I have nothing new, so. Uh, yeah, sorry. I, I don't need anything new. Everything is fine. Okay, Want to buy a haunted house? I couldn't think of anything. Hmm? Want to buy a haunted house? Listen, you. I'm just saying. It's not, I a, know. it's not a whole haunted house, though. It's the innards, right? Would you like to buy some haunted house innards? Would you like to be able to put on a haunted house? <laughs> all you got to do is pay for it and then just find a place. (laughs) 
There's no. got to be a business plan for that somewhere, right? A business plan? As in, like, you go to a bank or something? Like, I can't imagine a haunter's like, yeah, of course I have well, I mean, you guys, know, you guys know how to you guys know how to do business plans, right? Well, yes. Right, right. I technically do not. I mean, I could wing it. I'm uh, super. You didn't practice, have to do but... them for like Stumptown. Me? No. You no. Okay. No, um, I mean, I haven't done one in like 20 years, probably, but I I did know how, and I'm sure there's tons of stuff on the internet specific to yeah. haunted houses. But I I have done business in the city for. Uh, like I was had a gallery for 15 years. I ran things. I've done this. I've done that. I've done everything. I have flown by the seat of my pants every fucking time. <laughs> I've made it up as I went along. Uh, if it has ever looked like I know what I'm doing, it's because I'm really good at looking like I know what I'm doing. Faking it till you make it. Um, yeah, okay, no. what I'm saying is, I know a guy who's selling all of it, and he's willing to sell it for the cheap because he just doesn't want to pay for storage anymore. You know that that sounds like another friend of ours that did the same thing. Um, yep. Yeah, because something I have learned is that the haunts that we loved over the last decade, the people who put them on. And these are their own words are like, I'm too old to keep this up. Yep. Ah, okay. Uh, I was and, like, oh, I bet this year is when it's going to come back. Like when, when haunted houses will start to like really resurge in, in popularity and, and, you know, money so making. Part of it is that uh, the, they don't make money. Uh, what are you Portland, kidding me? The Portland fire department is, actually adversarial against uh, haunts. That's right. That's right. Uh, they make it very hard. Not but, nearly as hard as Vancouver, Washington. Yes, that is true. Vancouver, Washington, the fire marshal of Vancouver, Washington actively loathes haunted house. Yeah. There's a reason why the better metro haunts are in Clackamas and Washington County. Yeah. Or uh, an unincorporated Multnomah. Yeah. I think the only haunted houses I ever went to in Washington are the ones up by the um, water park slash amusement park. Um, Clark County Fairgrounds? No, no, no. It's it's a permanent amusement oh. park. And, and now I'm blanking on the name. I think, it, I think they're called like Enchanted. No, no. No, this is up in like just before Federal Way. So past Seattle. They're way up there. Oh. No, I'm sorry. Before Seattle. Um, but but right before Federal Way. Um Enchanted Forest or Enchanted Oh, I know the water park that you're talking about. Wild Waves Enchanted Village. Enchanted Forest is just outside Salem in Oregon. I know. Separate, completely different thing. Hold on. Um, This doesn't answer your question and your question (laughs) is valid and I I don't honestly know if I want to run a haunted house. Right. I don't I love haunted. I really do. Mm-hmm. I love being a player in someone else's um, sandbox. Yeah. I don't know that I have the right imagination to create, to to be at the helm, the creative helm of a haunt. Oh, okay. I get it. I would 100% rock the logistical end of putting on a haunt. 
I would, I will get you the people. I will get you the supplies. I will write up the contracts. We will get things done. Like I will do your, your um, backwards calendar and everything will go off the rails and yet somehow still manage to get there on time because I will put in buffer time into that schedule because that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yes, we'll have it done by this date. That date was, I made that up. It's, I know that I have three weeks, mm-hmm. an additional three weeks at all times. Right. I'm never going to tell anyone else that. that that's my secret. <clears throat> yeah. I know that that is my secret. I always put in buffer time. Um, <laughs> thank you, Scotty. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, is it? I, if I did it, I, I would have to be the logistical end. I would have to find a creative mind that's interested in figuring out what that haunt is going to be. Right. I get that. I, yeah. I'm the same. I'm like, I am not the creative leader. I am the logistics manager. I'm yeah. Like, I'm not, don't, don't, don't ask me to invent a thing. Like I, I have through the amount of time that I've spent in haunts and worked in haunts, I have certainly been able to go through and go, that works. That doesn't, that works. That right. doesn't. But from a technical standpoint, yes. right. But also from a, an emotional standpoint, like I can walk into a room and go like, that I get why this is scary. Mm, right. It's not scary to me because I still go, it's a dark room. That's a flashing light. That's a person in makeup. I understand the trappings of it. That's why it doesn't, like I can get startled. Sure. But it doesn't scare me. I'm not scared by these things. Right. Well, I'm cable. Um, I don't get scared. Oh, I totally get scared. Oh, my God. Every time I go into the suburbs, it's terrifying. That's true. I am scared by normal bullshit. (laughs) I thought everyone was afraid of the suburbs. Not suburbanites. They love that shit. Gross. Everything's the same. They all shop at the same strip mall. They all eat. Let's go to Applebee's. Yes. Nope. Not me. Um. But yeah, like in town, like here's the thing. What I would want to do is I don't want a seasonal haunt. I want a permanent location that's open year round. It does like different themes kind of stuff. Yeah. There have to be things that are built in that are perennial that you can go. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to name drop Fright Town. That's Um, fine. If Dave had had unlimited money and a permanent location, mm-hmm. the Baron von Gulo's Museum of Horrors would have God. just opened as a fucking museum. Right. It's And it would have been open year round and it would have employed actors to be weirdos in it. That would have been open year round. You could have just gone and seen the museum. They would have changed some things around, but the museum itself, the that main hall would be the the thing that was open year round. Right. And then he would build seasonal attractions around that. That sure. could change all the time. Um, and I know that that's a sustainable concept because there is, there is like one creepy museum in town. Yes, there is, but it's like, I've never been to it. Peculiar area. It's fun. It's great. Um, yeah. The pe- peculiar, peculiar area. But yeah. I think it's like run by a family. I think the employees they do have make 
minimum wage. Yeah, it's a shop up in uh, Northwest Park. It's cool, but it's not on the. No disrespect to them, I loved it. Yeah, it's not on the level of what it's they would have done for gotcha. the museum. I've never been to it or seen it. So it's cool. No, it's super fun. I would not ever tell someone not to enjoy themselves, but it's it's a different level kind of thing. Um, and what I would want would be something that was a city block. Like I would want, you know, we have a lot of empty ones right now. I know. Like I see them all the time and I'm like, that's what I want to, we passed when we were coming back from Seattle, Uh I pointed it at one of those. It's like that. I want one of those. There's a haunt on five floors. There's four stories of workshops. The problem is that the people that own these buildings and developers, they don't want, they don't want just enough money to sustain it and be part of the community. Mm-hmm. They want to get in the most high-end everything. Yep. I don't feel like the economy right now can sustain that. It it can't. It can't. It. You can have your high-end stuff, but like for it, it's probably get me in trouble with the job I've been at with a day. Everything in downtown over the last decade was geared to people that made six figures. Yep. That is not sustainable. It's no. just not. The, the median income is nowhere near six figures. It's, it's super, yeah, no, super it's, short-sighted to be like, I'm going to buy this building or I'm going to put up this building and we're going to fill it with nothing but high-end shit so that we make the most fucking profit not if no one fucking buys it. Yeah. Like if you just made it regular, if you just made it for regular fucking people with a regular goddamn income, it would be bustling day in and day out and it would be consistent solid revenue. Yep. Yeah. It's, exactly, Norm. Yep. Developers don't want community, they want a commodity. Yep. Oh my god. I uh so the waffles now live in a community adjacent to Wilsonville? The the humans that are the waffles, not Yes, waffles. Uh, Chris Waffle the, of the, our of our theme song. <laughs> they waffles have moved. As, there are only Sarah, waffles in this town now. You can only get waffles at Will in Wilsonville. I um, don't I love waffles. I'm not driving to Wilsonville just to get waffles. <laughs> Fuck that noise. Well, they got rid of the coolest thing in Wilsonville, which was Damage State Hospital. Wait. Yeah. Well, let me let, let me tell this part, yeah, and then, sorry, and then, and then I want to know That's what all. this is. Um, and so it's a, they're they're in a newer community that has been built around like smaller uh, like uh, like public areas, like parks and stuff in the middle, mm-hmm. and then like like smaller, you know, like affordable housing apartments, and then like little townhouses. Like they're, they're just, it's like this concentric circles of. Uh, of income levels, I guess, or just different lifestyles all wrapped around the, the central part. And then there's little parks and other stuff sprinkled throughout, Mm -hmm. but that way, like everything is, you're all together. Everyone's one big happy neighborhood with amenities that are accessible to everyone who lives in that community. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that's great, but we can't like rebuild cities at this point. So um, we'll have to once they've burned down. <laughs> we can't, but okay. So, so in order to expedite this, 
Yes, we're no, but, setting everything on fire. But we can turn office buildings that are now like half empty into affordable the, housing. Yeah, because the pandemic proved that for the most part, you don't need to be in the office. It was for almost always for the ego of the mm-hmm. owners mm-hmm. so that they could just watch their surfs perform for yes. them. Mm-hmm. We've been had the technology not to have to do that for so many industries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, cause a hundred years ago, people did live in the city and they worked in the city. It, it is possible. And then instead of, and that's when you bring tiny neighborhood groceries back. It's not, it wouldn't be perfect, but. It's doable. As It, it, it just requires, there, well, you know what? It's not, it's not even just the um, uh, developers fault. It's the fault of cities who are just like, yeah, man, that's cool. Build, build $15,000, uh, you know, Studio apartments with a shared bathroom. Whatever. That's cool. Oh, my God. Oh, you laugh. I look at some of those. Yeah. Or yeah. the shared kitchen. Um, yeah. Yep. It, yeah. There, There is like a one and a half block radius of downtown that has like a Louis Vuitton store, a Rolex shop. Where? I'm like near Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Within a, within. Who's going there? Uh, Who's buying a Rolex and tourists? Go to the fucking outlet mall, dude. No, the outlet mall. I don't mean American tourists. I mean European and Asian tourists. That there are people that are coming here from other countries just to shop. Yes, that I mean that's why Pioneer Place Mall exists the way it does, and the shops around it to do is because they're central centered around hotels that cater to international guests. Those are the people that are shopping there. Those are the people that you want to cater to in your new job. Yeah. Because that's the 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 money that we bring in. Oregon's biggest tourist attraction is the outlet mall in Wilsonville. Yeah. That is its number. That is the number one. Tour, Oregon tourist attraction for American for international no for international for tours. international tourists yeah I'll be damned yep. okay yep okay so what was this about a um, hospital I don't remember a hospital Damash Hospital oh Damage uh, Damage Damage Hospital it was Will- yeah Wilsonville yeah um so it was Oregon State Mental Institution so first it was the one in Salem. Then it moved to Damish, and I don't know where it is now. There isn't one. Oh, man. Ha-ha. It was it was closed by Reagan. Oh, that's right. And it didn't reopen. It didn't reopen. And all of those people ended up on the fucking street. So that's where they filmed uh, One Floor of this Cuckoo's Nest. Yep. Was at Damish Hospital. Huh. Uh, also, fuck Reagan. <laughs> I know. Just I know he's all dead. The time. But you know, any opportunity that you have to go out and piss on his grave, you take it. We encourage you. <laughs> I I certainly encourage it. I'm in that lovely new position where I'm telling my coworkers like, don't listen to the show. <laughs> I mean, you know, I wouldn't have even told them. You, you realize there's that... no getting a, you Google my name and it comes up. That's it, true. I, it is true. unavoidable. Yeah, that's why I I think even during like the interviews, like I have told them, like they're like, oh, we can't wait to check out your show, and I'm like, Please first don't. off, we work very blue. 
Uh, they are my personal opinions. Not the biggest fan of most of our elected officials right now. Just <laughs> FYI. Yep. I will keep it to the show. It will not influence anything. It's not like I'm making unreasonable suggestions. No, not at all. No. I, all I want is accountability. I mean, to be honest, I've never failed to mention that I do a podcast. And then people, whether they care or not, the instinct is to be like, oh, what's it called? What's it about? Um, oh, my God. I just went blank. The thing I had to watch out for is, even though this is a private company, mm-hmm. they are, it's just, you cannot be a travel company and not be intertwined with local politics. It's impossible. Right, right. You, you're you're private, but you are representing a, a public entity, essentially. Right. What the hell is Villepois? Or Damash. Oh, that's Damage, where it Damage. went. Oh, man. I got a story about uh, that. Oh, I see. Cool. Um, so, yeah. So, about five years after I... Right? <laughs> that's going to be hilarious. Um, about five years after I worked on Bandits, I was working on Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. I was a producer. Mm-hmm. And that's where we found out that this... Yeah, Bex is right. A mini mansion housing development that Villebois, Villebois uh, was demolishing damage and building over it. We wanted to do, what, yeah, oh yeah, it's a total poltergeist. You didn't move the bodies. Yeah, yeah that's a that is so, a horror movie waiting to happen. Yeah, it is. So, when, how long ago did this, did this development? Oh man, I was working 90s? on no. 2004? Okay. 2005? So we should have been we should have been hearing about it by now. Yeah. Sounds it, like a, a city of we- dreams project. It's it's a weird thing to for me to reference or not reference, but use in my head um 9-11 as a starting point when I started working more in radio. But but it was. I started working in radio like three months after. So that's how my brain goes i started you know i started december 2001 into like february was when i rolled into more radio that's just how my brain just like i grew up in susanville which is 90 miles 90 minutes roughly from reno nevada Mm -hmm. i still base all of my road trips by how many trips to reno in my head that's how my brain does it okay 20 miles that's four trips weirder yeah i know it's weird um no, but, I mean, the first one's not weird. It's just tied to, like, one of the worst things that ever happened on I guess. American soil. Right. But, you know. Um, so, anyways, I was, yeah, producing and co-hosting Ground Zero with Clyde. And we wanted to do one last ghost hunt at Damish before, like, <laughs> uh, bulldoze the entire thing. Sure. And we asked, and they said... Um, no, we're not going to let you go on this location. Mm. At the time, Oregon had a law regarding uh, any kind of real estate sale. They had to, what was it? They had to disclose um, emotionally charged deaths at at locations if they were for sale. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So murders, suicides, mental institutions. Mm. Uh, so we actually like use the radio lawyer, Intercom's lawyer, because this was Intercom at the time, to say like, um, you do know you have to disclose what you were building on top of. You cannot say that it was something else. You have to say it was, it was this and it falls under Oregon's emotionally charged stature. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, we got a cease and desist and were threatened to sue. Two months later, that law was struck down. They hmm. passed the bill that got rid of the law because oh, this convenient. development company is loaded. Um, so yeah, we never got to go, but I would love to know if people are like, this one area of the house is so weird. Um, the other thing that happens... And this is in Wilsonville? Yeah. The other thing that happens is probably happening less and less because the people are dying, you know, of old age. Mm-hmm. But even when I was working there on Bandits, which would have been... That would have been like 1999, I think, because I worked on Bandits. Um, they kept... They were, even before the studios put their admins there, They the hospital always had... Whoever ran the plot, like the state, always employed private security to walk around at night because what would happen is if someone within the area that was one time patient there, say in their early Mm twenties, but they still need medication and care, but now they're seniors. The guy said, this happens all, he's like, at least once a month, this would happen. Someone would show up looking kind of ragged, usually exhausted, sometimes like in nightgowns. And we'd be like, can I help you? And they're like, I've been off for too long. I need to come back. Otherwise, Dr. So-and-so is going to get mad at me. And that's when they realize, oh, you are off your meds and your brain is reverting back to the place you knew was the safe home. Oh, geez. So I wonder if sometimes people at Villebois, if someone just wanders into the neighborhood, no idea like where <laughs> their where their room is anymore. Where's their doctor? Nah, it's been way too long. If you if if they put a bunch of people with mental health issues out on the street, no, no, it it wasn't. I mean, yes, a lot of that happened, but a lot of them were sent to other homes. Okay. Um, uh, so Ida says now they can't tell you if someone died. So yeah, by the way, damage closed in 1995. So yes, they could still be showing oh, yeah, up. Yeah, that was only ten years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Yeah, started in 1961, closed in 1995. Short-lived. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, what are we talking about on the show tonight? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. We're about to take a break, actually. Yeah, I think I, I think this is a good time to take a break. Uh, should we take a break? Well, maybe come back with Lego's Dreams? Yeah, yeah. yeah let's do that. Uh, uh, super sweet. <laughs> We'll be right back. So, we'll talk about our first sponsor, of course, Guardian Games. They have been with us since the beginning. Find them at 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. You, It's seriously like car, walk, streetcar, bus, bike. It's the most accessible game store probably in the city. So, that helps too. And, uh, you know, it's Pride Month. And right when you walk into Guardian, you will see all of the lovely uh, LGBTQ plus, um, you know, games, you know, made by queer creators or geared towards that community. But seriously, like anyone 
can play these games. Um, I have a big preference. I really enjoy, it's a weird title, but trust me, uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians is actually a fantastic role-playing game. Um, it's also a good way to introduce someone to role-playing since it's a rules light system and it's a lot of fun. Um, for, uh, you know, if you have any kind of queer person in your life. And let's be honest, if you listen to this show and frequent Guardian games, you do. If you don't, it's because it's you. Um, <laughs> uh, they have really cool dice for every color of the whatever your flag is. There's a good chance they have dice for it. So that's pretty cool. So check them out. Uh, Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street. And, uh, you know, when you're perusing, even if you don't buy anything, say, hey, I heard about this on Geek in the City Radio. It really, really does help. So say that. Uh, and you can also say it to our next sponsor, Revnat of Revnat's Hard Cider. So the shenanigans with the OLCC are over. So you can go back and enjoy a lovely pint. In fact, I do believe next weekend he's kicking off Night of a Thousand Tapaches, which hasn't been around in person since COVID. So... That's going to be cool and exciting. So yeah, check it out, Night of a Thousand Tapaches, or just pop over anytime at their tap room on Southeast 35th and Division. It is a glorious place, um, connected to some wonderful food carts. So yeah, no reason to not check out Revnat's new tap room, Southeast 35th and Division. When you're there, say, hey, I drink Revnat's because he listens to Geek in the City Radio. Let's get back to the show. Hello back. We're back. Hey. Hello. We return. Uh, before we move on, I, I want to uh, put this out there. If, if there is an angel investor out listening right now that goes, eh, I've got a million five to spare. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's open a let's open a hunt. We'll, we'll run the whole damn thing. Fucking call us. <laughs> we will you, make this happen. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. I have another business. Besides idea. the money yeah. part. Hmm? I have another business idea, but I don't know if I should share it here, don't, or even if it's viable. Let's talk about it off air first. Yeah. Uh, no, and yes. Do you know what it is, or you just? No, I don't need to know. I, I am familiar with his work. That's right. I'm an Adidas man, Michael. I think I proved that with Fuck Mountain. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. So, uh, a few weeks ago, I think. Yes. Yeah. It was uh, right after you went to Cascade Bricks. Bricks Cascade. Bricks Cascade. After we went. That's totally what I said. Right. Again, I wasn't there, so whatever happened is not truly in my brain. That's fair. We, um, but we came back and we talked about uh, the Lego convention, and part of that was we looked at the Lego website. We all discovered together... Uh, a series, a set that's coming out this August called Dreams. That's Dreams with a Z. Lego three three Z's for, Z's. you know, sleeping. You know, Dream. It. It's really cute. Um, fascinating uh, sets. We didn't really understand what they were, but they were really neat. We discovered that Lego has finally created a lich, which is terrifying. In and they, of itself. Yes, they call him the Nightmare King. He's a lich. But he a lich. He's a fucking lich. Yeah. Nightmare um, King. But they also announced at that time that they were like a week away from debuting the... the Corresponding t- show. You're right. Yep. Which, uh, for the most part, is all up on YouTube. Like mm-hmm. every episode. 
Um, so we took a moment, and I think we've all seen a couple. Like, I've watched through episode three. I only made it through two episodes Yep, so that's far. great. Um, so we kind of wanted to talk about our, our thoughts on this show. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to start, since you've seen the most? Uh, I, I would. I, I'll start. I will say that my initial impressions of the show and having the context of the show and looking at the sets now, mm-hmm. um, I think, and and only time will prove me right or wrong, I think this has the legs to... Be the nin- next Ninjago for Lego. You think so? Because Ninjago is huge. I didn't realize how big Ninjago was. I didn't either Ninjago until we talked about huge. it. Yeah. It's been around for like 15, 10, 10 years It now? hit its 10-year anniversary because they're producing 10th anniversary sets. Wow. Like, I'm surprised it is both only 10 years and it's been 10 years. That's how I feel about my anniversary, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. Ten, ten years. I freaked out. I freaked out. I joined, joined the military. The army. I'm a professional killer now. <laughs> you get dental with that? Yes. yes. Anyway. Wait, have you never seen Gross Point Blank Bean? I, not enough times to have it memorized. Oh. I think I've seen it twice. Okay. No, no judgment. Yeah, the, no, I've only seen it a, a few times myself. Even, even High Fidelity, which is my favorite of that trilogy... Is uh, I've only seen Trilogy. a handful of times. Gross point. What is it's it's high fidelity. Some other one, and then gross point blank. Or, or it's yeah. like because they're all John Cusack movies. They're they all kind of came out the same time. The, no, yeah. no, no, no. They're not. Um, they're, they're not even in the same universe. But it's people kind of tie them together as like the different phases of John Cusack's life. I get it. Cable knows what I'm talking about. I do because that's not that's not why those are the trilogy for me. No. Say oh, Anything oh, came out when I graduated high school and was about a guy who was directionless graduating high school. First <sighs> Point Blank came out the year of my 10th year, 10-year um, high school reunion. And then High Fidelity came out um, shortly after my separation from my ex-wife, wherein I watched that... I think a week after I had just called her to tell her her mother had died and had to deal with that. Harsh. And that was... Two on the nose. Yeah, I said... I was watching um, High Fidelity with friends. They're like, yeah, come over and watch this. And I just sat there going, I can't... I fucking can't (laughs) with this movie right now. And they're all like... And we had... We didn't know. Oh, man. It's like, nope, fine. Let's just finish it. Those are the, that collection of movies hits me in a very weird place. You had told me that, and yeah. I, I kind of forgot. Uh, but but it is generally a thing that people like like to tie together. Yeah, as like a sort of. A, I can see it. For yeah, sure. um, War Inc. The being, mythology being an epilogue. I think War Inc. feels very much like a. We check in on Martin Blank ten years later. That's, is that the is that the Russian one that then got like 
retooled for American audience with and added John Cusack? No, no. Okay, there is a movie that was very That's a, clearly the mid aughts is when that came out. Yeah. No, no, no. It was wait, which which one came out in the mid aughts? The, the one I'm talking about or the yeah. one the cable's talking about? Yeah, I don't remember when. War Inc. also came out with the mid aughts, but it oh. also had um, Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dan Aykroyd and John Cusack playing characters similar to what they were in First oh. Point Blank. Mm, I um, see. It also had Joan Cusack because... Of course. And um, But it also starred Marissa Tomei and um, uh, what's her name? Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, Hillary Duff. Ben Kingsley. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it felt very much like it was a weird epilogue to Gross Point Blank. Mm. Interesting. Okay, I guess um, I have to see that one just to close it all out yeah it's it's all right it's weird but it's all right hmm, okay. um it is about the it's about the military industrial complex and how it's corrupt um oh boy <laughs> have fun that sounds that. fun for me yes yes um but anyway dreams <laughs> so um yeah i i do think it's uh it could be could have the same level of success um, as Ninjago. And Ninjago is a special entity in and of itself because Lego creates themes and then they sunset them. Mm-hmm. Maybe they bring them back later, but they will sunset themes for uh, permanently sometimes because they always have new ideas. Right. And everything yeah. that's on the shelves now was anywhere between two to 10 years in development, Ninjago caught them by surprise. Like they did not expect it to be so successful. They expected it to be successful. They didn't count on it hitting so many different, uh, like, it became the favorite of so many different kids. Um, 10 years on, those kids are now in college. Which is weird to think about, but I'm sure yeah. someone at Lego's going, oh man. And they're still buying Ninjago, mm-hmm. and they're there. That keeps getting it's, it's passed not, on. It's to not the next just kids. new young kids. Mm-mm. I wow. I know adults that they don't get the they don't get any of the, like the vehicles or the actual like ninja mechs, right? But they will get elements of Ninjago City and then work them into their own cities. Yeah, and and that's the that's the other thing is the. The high-end Ninjago sets have been those city sets. There's there was they're so nice. There's Ninjago City, and then there was um, the docks for Ninjago City. I think there's a new one coming out this year, like the Fishing Village or something. It's not the Fishing Village. That was the docks. The docks oh, okay. had fi- um, there. There was the old Ninjago Temple. Okay, um, and that fits within Ninjago City. Then they did. Um, the the hanging gardens which mm-hmm. was last year's or two years ago set it's gorgeous the one coming out this year is um uptown ninjago i i forget the name of the set but it is it has um a cable car as part of it and it has shops that you can go to it is super upscale it's lovely but those are definitely for your um, adult Ninjago fans, which if you've been publishing Ninjago for 10 years, 
there's and it's not just the sets it's also the television series which has surpassed the genre that it started in it was very much a we're gonna do ninjas and kung fu and it'll and they fight snake monsters and it'll be fine they're all over the map with that show yeah like they've i mean you'd have to be right they fought the borg they've done genies they have done steampunk air pirates they they've done ghosts they are everywhere with ninjago literally the borg like licensed the borg or bionicle not the not bionicle uh there is a character whose last name is borg he is essentially the steve jobs slash stephen hawking slash bill gates of ninjago Weird, but okay. I'm behind this. Like he's in a wheels. He's actually in the newest Lego set. Um, he he has a, a like a, a software company. It's called Borg. He made Nindroids, which are ninja. <laughs> I androids. think I've seen those at Target. Yeah, where it's it's Legos and it says Borg on yep. it, and yep. it is definitely yep. not the Borg it, that I it, was thinking of. In honor of my new job, I decided to treat yourself. And I pre-ordered the Nightmare Shark ship. I can't get over that thing. Because yes. I will Nightmare run Spelljammer eventually. And yes. that's your ship. And, oh, and if you, yes. If you've seen the first two episodes, you've seen it in action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I forgot that it comes with instructions for two different builds. And the secondary ship looks amazing. Yeah. So that that's the thing that caught us all were how fun these sets were. Yeah, like I. I placed a Lego order this week. I almost pre-ordered some sets, but I'm like, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to watch the show, and then then I'll start watching. But, oh, man. The show's very cute. It is. Um, I love the fact that it is not set in this Lego city or that Lego city. It's set in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, just, they're kids. They're, they're, they're. real-world children. Yes, um, uh, with with a regular real world life, like a norm, they're they're very normal kids. It average. is, it yeah. In my a, head, Peter Parker and Miles Morales are swinging above them. Sure, you know. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but like the the kid, the the two lead characters are Matteo and Izzy. They are brother sister. Mm-hmm. Um, Matteo appears to have vitali- vitiligo. That's how it's called. Yeah, it, it's uh, pigmentation where you have. Yeah. Oh, 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 right. Where pigmentation just gives out an, an area. That's over his right eye, if you notice. And that is an yep. absolute choice because uh, minifigs don't have skin tones. They're all just yellow. Yes. Right? Like on a rare occasion, uh, like I have one and he's a ghost. So okay. His head is green. So, well, yeah. Like monsters and ghosts. So that's the distinction in Lego minifigs. If you are a licensed property. Mm-hmm. You get skin tones. Mm-hmm. Do they? Yes. All I... licensed property Lego sets have skin tones. I believe you. If you are a Lego property, you're yellow. Mm-hmm. I've never caught that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why, like, the, the Lego Batman movie, everyone has flesh tones. But the Lego movie and Lego Ninjago, everyone is yellow. Really the 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 people that pop in in the Lego movie that have skin tones are all licensed property characters. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, so that that's always fun. Like, I I, I love that they've made those choices. Um, 
I like that uh, they have a single dad, it appears, because mm-hmm. there's no mom. Uh, and he works uh, swing shift, I think. He works swing shift. He's also uh, um, a paramedic based on his dress. Mm. Um, we get to see the, the school they go to. I really enjoy the fact that um, each episode so far starts off with a cold open that takes place in the dreamscape yeah. and gives you no context, but throws you uh, rules and definitions about the dream world. And you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then carries on, like, credits, goes to the the real world and gives you the episode. Right. So, uh, well, part of, part, part of the, the thing is that you really do need those first two episodes to really see what, what the overall story is about. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still, they still got to hook you. So what, what's better than a really bizarre cold open where nothing is familiar. Right. Um, and no one has explained that to you. Yep. It's like, Oh, okay. I'm in. And it, it, like there's a lot of themes that are clear. It's like, well, there's good guys and bad guys, mm-hmm. clearly. Um, and in dream worlds, we all know that the bad guys are always going to be nightmare related because we don't like nightmares. Right. They scare us. Mm-hmm. They they upset us. Um, good dreams are great. By the way, if anyone wants to order me Mrs. Castillo's turtle van, that'd be great. Oh my god, I love just that so one I can so have much. a Mrs. Castillo mini. He's fig. so cute. Because it's within the first five minutes of the first episode where you find out that she makes some breakfast burritos out of her van. I want her breakfast burritos. <laughs> yeah, no. Good lord. Wasn't there, wasn't there like a like a kimchi and huevos rancheros burrito? Yes. Like, yes. Oh She's my god, fusion. I want that. Yeah. Oh, I think um, things to make that episode there. three, she describes Dude. one that she's been dreaming about, which has Korean short ribs in it. Yeah. I love this woman. <laughs> Cable also pointed out that the show that the Lego Dreams is like us, in that the three leads are uh, three of the four leads. Three of the four leads are brown or Asian. Are, yeah. Uh-huh. So brother and sister, but they're brown and yeah, and then yeah, they and Asian. Logan, the kid that wears the backward hat and is all cocky, he's Asian. I I smell a group costume coming on. And then they have their token white guy, Christian. <laughs> he's and also older, so he could play Mr. Oz. There, there's also in the background. She, we've been introduced, in, I think, in episode two, that there is a dream hunter that is really cool and does stuff. There's also this mysterious girl in the background of all the episodes yes. who's always watching our heroes. Like, uh-huh. Okay. I, I think I know who she is. Uh, and she's already my favorite. Yeah. The don't, mis- don't ask me what her name is. So like, but the mysterious goth in the background, Eric, I think Mr. Mr. Oz is the dream hunter. I think. No, no. Okay. The, the dream hunter that we've seen was masked and was a girl. Oh, she's the other girl oh, at that's school right. who's been like yeah. kind of nosing yeah. in on Mr. Oz. Mr. Oz shows you who, like, it, it's in episode two that he's revealed as one of these dream hunters. He's kind of going to be there, like their mentor, shepherd through yep. the dream yeah. world, and and teach them how to fight nightmares. Yep, which is classic, and I love it. I'm, 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 I, it it's a little tropey, but I'm here for it. I love all the dreams and nightmares minifigs. Yeah, I, I wonderful. I think what's the, the creature that impressed me is 
that is genuinely scary are the dream catcher what are they called scroll up it's that thing that guy oh the with the, grim, with, the, with the with the prison cell yeah, in the, his torso. the grim keeper they're like 20 foot tall skull-headed monsters that their chest is a cage and they so are metal. keeping children in them yeah it's that it's like that right there that's horror Mm. That was well done. So, that was well created. I read more about this. They have been working on this since 2019. Mm-hmm. Part of it involved they interviewed and worked with no less than they and they said this was very hard to keep secret. They worked with 30,000 kids across the globe to basically talk about what would you do in a dream? What do you think you So this set is very much inspired by 30,000 kids saying, "Okay, what if a unicorn but the evil Nightmare King controlled it, and it had wings. Um, I love that. What if it That's was a, so what precious. was what if it was like a Volkswagen, but also was like a turtle that could fly? <laughs> that, so these all these designs came from kids describing their dreams. Yeah, these are. So it's also very that cute. Kinda, that kind of reminds me of our uh, our friend Tara, who is an artist. Mm-hmm. There was a while there where she had a series of uh, paintings that she did based on drawings that her daughter who was really young at the time yeah. was doing. So they're, you know, they're kind of weird and nonsensical the way little kids drawings are, but then mm-hmm. she turned it into like this elaborate thing. This is this is that. Yeah, that is. They also all come with a little pamphlet. It's on the website too. Mm-hmm. Uh talking to parents and kids why sleep and dreaming is important. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. like actual like health benefits of like what you should be doing. And and that's all over the Lego website. Yeah. And it, it's there are linked videos, I think, within the YouTube channel for Lego that has all these episodes. It's pretty new. It's pretty cool. Um it, it's fascinating that they have that they're taking that route with this. It's so much more immersive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why I think this has the legs to be appealing um, on a level the, that, that Ninjago was able mm-hmm. to do. Just like have have the, mm-hmm. the staying power. Yeah, um, yeah, you're. I agree. It is. It is very immersive. Like I, as I was watching it, um, I was like, oh, oh, there, there's that. You know, there, there's the, there's the shark. You know, turned mm-hmm. into a um, scary guy. And... I, I can't wait for Izzy's giant rabbit. To yes. show up, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that was the one I almost impulse purchased. Like, oh, I really like. I it. could see that, and that's like one of the really affordable ones too. Yeah, it's twenty bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Castillo's turtle van is forty-eight that, bucks. I think that's my favorite. The, the, oh, yeah. the nightmare shark is like a close second, but the turtle van is just—it's a fucking turtle van, you guys. Wow. Yeah, I know that I'm eventually going to buy the Pegasus flying horse, mm. which is. The most it's so fucking metal. It, it, it's so metal, but it's got the most benign name: Pegasus Flying Horse. No, no, that's the Nightmare King's steed. That's the legit. Why ride. is that not called the Nightmare King's steed? Because a little kid helped design it, and that's what oh, they call true. it. Even if the bad guy does write it, yeah. Which suggests eventually in the show that Pegasus Unicorn. It's going to have a face turn. Oh, yeah. Because you know that it's because they corrupted 
a child's dream. That's right. the That's other what thing. all of these guys are. Yeah. Like all of these bad guys. They're corruptions of children's dreams and people's dreams. Um, I like the that if you are captured by one of these grim creepers, you're still alive in the world, but you are you just start losing your will to live. Yes. Because that's... you are tired all the time. You are terrified. You're having waking terrors. They uh, uh, like uh, one of the other kids, Nova. Um, oh, she's in the third episode. You haven't uh, seen this okay, yet. No. Uh, there's a girl named Nova who has been having nightmare after nightmare after nightmare. And they go in to find her. And she's her dreamscape has been already terraformed by the Nightmare King. Oh. So it's been turned into that nightmare version. Mm-hmm. And she's stuck in it. So every time she goes to bed, she goes right there. And that is just draining her. But it it isn't draining her the way that the Nightmare King plans on draining everyone. It's it's free. It's on YouTube. I I would give... I realize I've monopolized this. What do you guys think of this? I thought it was really fun. (laughs) Like I don't know if I'd watch the whole thing because it's a little too... I don't mean this is a dig. It's I'm not the target demographic for it. And sure. usually I can still watch something, but this is it's a little too cute for me. I am I am always biased for things of Lego, so I yeah. understand. I, that doesn't I, mean I, I don't appreciate it. And I like I said, I just pre-ordered the damn ship, so clearly <laughs> Uh, it is pretty cute and wholesome uh, on uh, on the outside right now, like uh, at the surface level. But I am certain that things are going to get like darker and scarier, and like the stakes are going to get bigger as the series progresses. Like, yeah. like, like all of the really good children's programs that have, you know, really stood up, like the yeah. Avatars and the Clone Wars. Yeah. Of of mm. that time. Um, yeah, I don't know that I'll remember to, to watch it just because it's, you know, my, I want to watch it on my phone and stuff, but, um, but I, I enjoyed it already and I'm, I, I do want to see where these characters go. Yeah. And I want like 70% of these sets. I know. I think I have a me day coming up. I might just put it up on the TV and mm. watch the whole thing. Just go through oh, it. True, just watch yeah. them all. Because they're they're short, they're twenty two minute episodes. Yeah, they go by quick. Yep. So you can watch one in an hour, or watch three in an hour. Mm-hmm. I think that's I, that's all I got. Up. Yeah, I mean, well, before we wrap up the show, someone's got something. You mean you mean this over here? This little little thing. This little thing. This little guy. You're just a little baby. You don't just know. I don't no. know. So this is uh, ostensibly a birthday gift from Cable. It is. Yes. Mister just pre-ordered a Lego set. He's also broke. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I know, but my own personal guilt is kicking in now. So. Rah! Ooh, more. Yes. It's the it's the shrimper boat. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, there's something again. That'll connect with your lighthouse. Yes, it will. And 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 uh I'll have matching ghost monsters now. Now have you downloaded the app? Not yet, but I just finished my first sets. I just did the lighthouse. Okay. 
I, I, I left for work this morning. I was like, oh, she finished the lighthouse. Yeah. Uh, but then it was time for bed. So I didn't, I was, I knew if I downloaded the app and started dicking with it, then I'd be up for another like 90 minutes. Yep. So wrecked shrimp boat. Yeah. Oh, there's a ghost puppy. Awesome. Was there not a ghost puppy? It, wait, is the lighthouse also part of Hidden Side? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I remember that lighthouse. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I don't remember seeing a ghost puppy on the box. Uh, find out. Oh. There's, it has, there's like three people. Um, there's, like, there's a dude on a jet ski. Mm-hmm. There's a gal with rainbow hair mm-hmm. and a phone. Like, she must be a. So there's Jack and Parker. Those are the, those are the two characters. Yeah. That's them. And I, you they know what? Come... I wonder if it's. No, no, no. The, uh, there's a Captain E type guy. In my set, also, but it should be a different ghost. Yeah, yeah, a different. He's got a different thing going on. Um, and then there's a little skeleton guy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jack and Parker are the two characters from Hidden Side. Spencer's Jack's ghost dog. Why did I never try to buy the Mystery Castle when it came out? Yeah, uh, from Hidden Side. Yeah, because it barely hit stores. Oh, did it? Was it like online only, and it was? just taken so here's the thing with hidden side hidden side i because i don't remember seeing a whole lot of them we talked about it you said that they just like really did not get marketed very well uh i think they got marketed well this is but it i don't know why they canceled it as soon as they did (laughs) um but it barely made its full two years Wow, that's like the the minimum usually, or yeah, like so that's that's what I am used to with when they come out with themes. Like mm-hmm. Monkey Kid has been going for nearly three. Mm-hmm. So Monkey is, Kid's still going, I think. But like, if so, this will be the last year because they do have new sets out this year. Mm. Um, What's the general age range for Hidden Side? This one's seven plus. I think the one I uh, I think the Lighthouse is eight plus. I wonder if it was if I think Aaron mentioned something similar to that like oh well it requires having you know using a cell phone and Lego is one of those few things where you can get your kids off the phone if it's for a younger age group those kids don't tend to have a cell phone yet I think like the average age for kids to be granted a cell phone these days is like twelve and up. Sure. Um... However, they're also more prone to use tablets. Yeah, and it was designed, mm. yeah. And it can also be used with a tablet. Well, then never mind. The theory um, is which, the door. Yeah. Uh, I think it was designed to be that thing where you use both things. It's like, oh, I can build this, mm-hmm. and I can still use my tablet. And now I'm doing something in the real world that also uses the digital world. Should I have had the app while I was building it? No, no. It's to play with it afterwards. Okay. Yeah, I'll show you the app afterwards. Um, but yeah, I I knew that 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 was that that uh, hidden side was the thing that perked your interest when you started going. I want to collect Lego. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, luckily, you know, uh, Christmas and my birthday are six months apart, so we got to yep, yep. This is really true. nicely. Um, but- yeah, I, I that was one of the things that I went looking around for at the at Bricks Cascade. I actually spent l- far less money at Bricks Cascade this year than I have in previous years. Impressive. Uh, nice. I, I 
came home, like I bought that set and I bought myself a handful of Lego dogs. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you. I'm You're very welcome. excited. Yeah. Enjoy. Oh man, I can't wait to put them all together. Yep. I love that. Like a ghost city. I also have that boat. I fucking love it. It's like just the boat itself is such a good set. Yeah. I think I put my um out of or my my alter ego Arthur Curry on the boat. Oh nice. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, mine doesn't have a dog, so now I have a dog too. I've got like three of those guys. Hmm. I don't you have know. a jet ski though. That's good. Uh, just, I think, uh, like, I have that set, the graveyards, or, yeah, the graveyard set, and then the um, lab set. Mm. Those were the three hidden sets. Uh, we should put all here. our sets together, because I have, uh, well, these two now, the lighthouse, the shrimp boat, and uh, the abandoned prison. Ooh, We've sweet. almost got a city. I don't have any of those, but I have Monster Hunter sets. You do. That'll You're... work. That'll work. That makes you very cool. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> oh, God, yes. And soon you'll have a Nightmare Shark. What, nightmare Shark. I also have Arkham Asylum. Ooh. Which Arkham Asylum do you have? Animated series Arkham Asylum. One that has Nightwing and... You have the same one that I do. The then, yeah, I guess real so, yeah. old one. The older one. Yeah, it's at least a decade old. At yeah. least, yeah. Yep. That has the, the blue Nightwing, too. Yes. As opposed to the red Nightwing. There's no such thing as the red Nightwing. Yep, I, I know. What talking about? I what, know. What do you mean? What? <sighs> should we wrap up the show? I, I mean, we that's good. Uh, yeah, ended on a positive yeah. note. Yeah. Yay. Legos, 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 Legos. Not that one. As I have been told by people who work for that company now, it is just Lego. Lego. I know. The plural of Lego is Lego. Lego. Um, Apparently they just drill that into you during orientation. It is not Legos. It is Lego. I know. I just think it's funny. Uh, I, yeah, I used to do the same thing. And then I started going, I'm being rather pedantic and I don't work for the company. So fuck it. Yeah. I didn't say it for that reason. I just think it's fascinating. They're like, nope. And it is not, it is not all capital letters. It is spelled. It's, they're very particular how it should be written also. Really? It is not all capitals? Uh, when it is part of a letterhead or a title, it can be. Okay. It's kind of like how the New York Times will call someone Mr. President when they first mention it. And then from then on, it's always Mr. Biden. Hmm. Interesting. I don't see how those two are similar, but okay. It's not at all. <laughs> uh, well, with that, I am Aron Duran. I am Bina Rita. And I am Cable Hashitana. We will talk to everybody next week.